0: Today is the 8th of October 2019. Welcome to Walking the Way. My name is Ray. I want to say thank you to everyone for listening in as we continue to explore what it means to have a regular rhythm of worship. If you're joining us for the first time, let me explain that each episode follows a really simple pattern of prayer, scripture and music. So having explained how it all works, let's start today's leg of Walking the Way with our opening prayer. Let's pray, shall we? You are worthy of more praise and prayers than we could ever give. Although our praises can never be enough, please accept them in Jesus' name. You have said that even if our sins are as red as crimson, you would make them as white as snow again. Lord, we are sinners who have gathered at your throne of mercy. So today purge us of sin and allow us to emerge spotless again. We have gathered in your presence to enjoy time with you. Bring us closer in unity to your love and grace. And Lord, let everything we do today and every day be done in your name. We ask this in the name of him who sacrificed himself so that we might be clean. Amen. We're going to have our first piece of music just to give us time to center our thoughts on God. And then we're going to get into our Bible readings for today. And in today's Bible readings, we read about God's assurance to Israel through the prophet Isaiah. And we continue Paul's second letter to the Corinthians. We'll see you on the other side. Let's ask God to speak to us through the scriptures this morning. Father, I ask that we would prepare our hearts as we read scripture today. Open our hearts and minds to the mysteries and truths that are hidden within its pages, that we may discover a clarity of understanding within your word that was hidden from us before. Amen. And our Bible readings this week are taken from the Good News Translation, and we begin with Isaiah 41. God says, "'Be silent, and listen to me, you distant lands. "'Get ready to present your case in court. "'You will have your chance to speak. "'Let us come together to decide who is right. "'Who is it that brought the conqueror from the east "'and makes him triumphant wherever he goes? "'Who gave him victory over kings and nations? "'His sword strikes them down as if they were dust. "'His arrows scatter them like the straw before the wind. "'He follows in pursuit.' and marches safely on, so fast that he hardly touches the ground. Who was it that made this happen? Who has determined the course of history? I, the Lord, was there at the beginning, and I, the Lord, will be there at the end. The people of distant lands have seen what I have done. They are frightened and tremble with fear, so they all assemble and come. The skilled helpers help and encourage each other. The carpenter says to the goldsmith, well done. The one who beats the idol smooth encourages the other to nail it together. They say the soldering is good, and they fasten the idol in place with nails. But you, Israel, my servant, you are the people that I have chosen, the descendants of Abraham, my friend. I bought you from the ends of the earth. I called you from its farthest corners and said to you, You are my servant. I did not reject you, but chose you. Do not be afraid. I am with you. I am your God, let nothing terrify you. I will make you strong and help you. I will protect you and save you. Those who are angry with you will know the shame of defeat. Those who fight against you will die and will disappear from the earth. I am the Lord your God. I strengthen you and tell you, do not be afraid, I will help you. The Lord says, small and weak as you are, Israel, don't be afraid, I will help you. I, the holy God of Israel, am the one who saves you. I will make you like a threshing board with spikes that are new and sharp. You will thresh mountains and destroy them. Hills will crumble into dust. You will toss them in the air. The wind will carry them off, and they will be scattered by the storm. Then you will be happy because I am your God. You will praise me, the holy God of Israel. When my people in their need look for water, when their throats are dry with thirst, then I, the Lord, will answer their prayer. I, the God of Israel, will never abandon them. I will make rivers flow among barren hills, and springs of water run in the valleys. I will turn the desert into pools of water, and the dry land into flowing springs. I will make cedars grow in the desert, and acacias, and myrtles, and olive trees. Forests will grow in barren land, forests of pine, and juniper, and cypress. People will see this, and know that I, the Lord, have done it. They will come to understand that Israel's holy God has made it happen. The Lord, the King of Israel, has this to say. You gods of the nations, present your case. Bring the best arguments you have. Come here and predict what will happen, so that we will know when it takes place. Explain to the court the events of the past, and tell us what they mean. Tell us what the future holds. Then we will know that you are gods. Do something good or bring some disaster, fill us with fear and awe. You and all you do are nothing. Those who worship you are disgusting. I have chosen a man who lives in the east. I will bring him to attack from the north. He tramples on rulers as if they were mud, like a potter trampling clay. Which of you predicted that this would happen, so that we would say that you were right? None of you said a word about it. No one heard you say a thing. I, the Lord, was the first to tell Zion the news. I sent a messenger to Jerusalem to say, Your people are coming. They are coming home. When I looked among the gods, none of them had a thing to say. Not one could answer the questions I asked. All of these gods are useless. They can do nothing at all. These idols are weak and powerless. The Lord says, Here is my servant whom I strengthen, the one I have chosen with whom I am well pleased. I have filled him with my spirit, and he will bring justice to every nation. He will not shout or raise his voice or make loud speeches in the streets. He will not break off a bent reed nor put out a flickering lamp. He will bring lasting justice to all. He will not lose hope or courage. He will establish justice on the earth. Distant lands eagerly await his teaching. God created the heavens and stretched them out. He fashioned the earth and all that lives there. He gave life and breath to all its people. And now the Lord God says to His servants, I, the Lord, have called you and given you power to see that justice is done on earth. Through you I will make a covenant with all people. Through you I will be a light to the nations. You will open the eyes of the blind and set free those who sit in dark prisons. I alone am the Lord your God. No other God may share my glory. I will not let idols share my praise. The things I predicted have now come true. Now I will tell you of new things, even before they begin to happen. Sing a new song to the Lord. Sing His praise all the world. Praise Him, you that sail the sea. Praise Him, all creatures of the sea. Sing distant lands and all who live there. Let the desert and its towns praise God. Let the people of Kedar praise Him. Let those who live in the city of Sela shout for joy from the tops of the mountains. Let those who live in distant lands give praise and glory to the Lord. The Lord goes out to fight like a warrior. He is ready and eager for battle. He gives a war cry, a battle shout. He shows his power against his enemies. God says, For a long time I kept silent. I did not answer my people. But now the time to act has come. I cry out like a woman in labor. I will destroy the hills and mountains and dry up the grass and trees. I will turn the river valleys into deserts and dry up the pools of water. I will lead my blind people by roads they have never traveled. I will turn their darkness into light and make rough country smooth before them. These are my promises, and I will keep them without fail. All who trust in idols who call images their gods will be humiliated and disgraced the Lord says. Listen, you deaf people. Look closely, you that are blind. Is anyone more blind than my servant, more deaf than the messenger I sent? Israel, you have seen so much, but what has it meant to you? You have ears to hear with, but what have you really heard? The Lord is a God who is eager to save, so he exalted his laws and teachings, and he wanted his people to honor them. But now his people have been plundered. They are locked away in dungeons and hidden away in prisons. They were robbed and plundered, with no one to come to their rescue. Will any of you listen to this? From now on will you listen with care? Who gave Israel up to the looters? It was the Lord himself against whom we sinned. We would not live as he wanted us to live or obey the teachings he gave us, so he made us feel the force of his anger and suffer the violence of war. Like fire, his anger burnt throughout Israel. But we never knew what was happening. We learnt nothing from all of it. Israel, the Lord who created you, says, Do not be afraid. I will save you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through deep waters, I will be with you. Your troubles will not overwhelm you. When you pass through fire, you will not be burned. The hard trials that come will not hurt you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel who saves you. I will give up Egypt to set you free. I will give up Ethiopia and Seba. I will give up whole nations to save your life because you are precious to me and because I love you and give you honor. Do not be afraid. I am with you. From the distant east and the farthest west I will bring your people home. I will tell the north to let them go and the south not to hold them back. Let my people return from distant lands, from every part of the world. They are my own people, and I created them to bring me glory. God says, Summon my people to court. They have eyes, but they are blind. They have ears, but they are deaf. Summon the nations to come to the trial. Which of their gods can predict the future? Which of them foretold what was happening now? Let these gods bring in their witnesses to prove that they are right, to testify to the truth of their words. People of Israel, you are my witnesses. I chose you to be my servant, that you would know me and believe in me and understand that I am the only God. Beside me there is no other God, there never was and there never will be. I alone am the Lord, the only one who can save you. I predicted what would happen and then I came to your aid. No foreign God has ever done this. You are my witnesses. I am God and always will be. No one can escape from my power. No one can change what I do. Israel's holy God, the Lord who saves you, says, To save you I will send an army against Babylon. I will break down the city gates and the shouts of a people will turn into crying. I am the Lord, your holy God. I created you, Israel, and I am your king. Long ago the Lord made a road through the sea, a path through the swirling waters. He led a mighty army to destruction, an army of chariots and horses. Down they fell, never to rise, snuffed out like the flame of a lamp. But the Lord says, Do not cling to the events of the past, or dwell on what happened long ago. Watch for the new thing I am going to do. It's happening already, you can see it now. I will make a road through the wilderness and give you streams of water there. Even the wild animals will honor me. Jackals and ostriches will praise me when I make rivers flow through the desert to give water to my chosen people. They are the people I made for myself, and they will sing my praises. The Lord says, But you were tired of me, Israel. You did not worship me. You did not bring me your burnt offerings of sheep. You did not honor me with your sacrifices. I did not burden you by demanding offerings or wear you out by asking for incense. You didn't buy incense for me or satisfy me with the fat of your animals. Instead, you burdened me with your sins, you wore me out with the wrongs I have committed, and yet, I am the God who forgives your sins, and I do this because of who I am. I will not hold your sins against you. Let us go to court, bring your accusation, present your case to prove you are in the right. Your earliest ancestors sinned, your leaders sinned against me, and your rulers profaned my sanctuary. So I brought destruction on Israel. I let my own people be insulted. The Lord says, Listen now, Israel, my servant, my chosen people, the descendants of Jacob. I, the Lord who created you, from the time you were born, I have helped you. Do not be afraid. You are my servant, my chosen people whom I love. I will give water to the thirsty land and make streams flow on dry ground. I will pour out my spirit on your children and my blessing on your descendants. They will thrive like well-watered grass, like willows by streams of running water. One by one people will say, I am the Lord's. They will come to join the people of Israel. They will each mark the name of the Lord on their arms and call themselves one of God's people. The Lord who rules and protects Israel, the Lord Almighty, has this to say. I am the first the last, the only God. There is no God but me. Could anyone else have done what I did? Who would have predicted all that would happen from the beginning of time to the end of time? Do not be afraid, my people. You know that from ancient times until now, I have predicted all that would happen. And you are my witnesses. Is there any other God? Is there some powerful God I have never heard of? All those who make idols are worthless, and the gods they prize so highly are useless. Those who worship these gods are blind and ignorant, and they will be disgraced. It does no good to make a metal image to worship as a god. Everyone who worships it will be humiliated. The people who make idols are human beings, and nothing more. Let them come and stand trial. They will be terrified and will suffer disgrace. The metal worker takes a piece of metal, and works with it over a fire. His strong arm swings a hammer to pound the metal into shape. He As he works, he gets hungry, thirsty, and tired. The carpenter measures the wood. He outlines a figure with chalk, carves it with his tools, and makes it in the form of a man, a handsome human figure to be placed in his house. He might cut down cedars to use, or choose oak or cypress from the forest. Or he might plant a laurel tree, and wait for the rain to make it grow. A person uses part of a tree for fuel, and part of it for making an idol. With one part he builds a fire to warm himself and bake bread, and with the other part he makes a god and worships it. With some of the wood he makes a fire, he roasts meat, eats it, and is satisfied. He warms himself and says, Hmm, how nice and warm, what a beautiful fire. The rest of the wood he makes into an idol, and then he bows down and worships it. He prays to it and says, You are my God, save me. Such people are too stupid to know what they are doing. They close their eyes and their minds to the truth. The maker of idols hasn't the wit or the sense to say, Some of the wood I burnt up, I baked some bread on the coals, and I roasted meat and ate it, and the rest of the wood I made into an idol. Here I am bowing down to a block of wood. It makes as much sense as eating ashes. His foolish ideas have so misled him that he's beyond help. He won't admit to himself that the idol he holds in his hand is not a god at all. The Lord says, Israel, remember this. Remember that you are my servant. I created you to be my servant and I will never forget you. I have swept your sins away like a cloud. Come back to me. I am the one who saves you. Shout for joy, you heavens. Shout deep places of the earth. Shout for joy, mountains and every tree of the forest. The Lord has shown his greatness by saving his people Israel. I am the Lord, your savior. I am the one who created you. I am the Lord, the creator of all things. I alone stretched out the heavens. I, When I made the earth, no one helped me. I make fools of fortune tellers and frustrate the prediction of astrologers. The words of the wise I refute and show their wisdom as foolishness. But when my servant makes a prediction, when I send a messenger to reveal my plans, I make those plans and predictions come true. I tell Jerusalem that people will live there again, and the city of Judah that they will be rebuilt. These cities will rise from the ruins. With a word of command I dry up the ocean. I say to Cyrus, you are the one who will rule for me. You will do what I want you to do you will order that Jerusalem be rebuilt and that the foundations of the temple be laid. 2 Corinthians 7 All these promises are made to us, my dear friends. So then let us purify ourselves from everything that makes body or soul unclean. And let us be completely holy by living in awe of God. Make room for us in your hearts. We have wronged no one, we have ruined no one, nor tried to take advantage of anyone. I do not say this to condemn you, for, as I have said before, you are so dear to us that we are always together whether we live or die. I am so sure of you. I take such pride in you. In all our troubles I am still full of courage. I am running over with joy. Even after we arrived in Macedonia, we did not have any rest. There were troubles everywhere, quarrels with others, fears in our hearts. But God who encourages the downhearted, encouraged us with the coming of Titus. It was not only his coming that cheered us, but also his report of how you encouraged him. He told us how much you wanted to see me, how sorry you are, how ready you are to defend me, and so I am even happier now. For even if that letter of mine made you sad, I am not sorry I wrote it. I could have been sorry when I saw that it made you sad for a while, but now I am happy. Not because I made you sad, but because your sadness made you change your ways. That sadness was used by God, and so we caused you no harm. For the sadness that is used by God brings a change of heart that leads to salvation, and there is no regret in that. But sadness that is merely human causes death. See what God did with the sadness of yours? How earnest it has made you, how eager to prove your innocence? such indignation, such alarm, such feeling, such devotion, such readiness to punish wrongdoing. You have shown yourself to be without fault in the whole matter. So even though I wrote that letter, it was not because of the one who did wrong or the one who was wronged. Instead, I wrote it to make it plain to you, in God's sight, how deep your devotion to us really is. That is why we were encouraged. Not only were we encouraged... How happy Titus made us with his happiness over the way in which all of you helped to cheer him up. I did boast of you to him and you have not disappointed me. We have always spoken the truth to you and in the same way the boast we made to Titus has proved true. And so his love for you grows stronger as he remembers how all of you were ready to obey his instructions. How you welcomed him with fear and trembling. How happy am I that I can depend on you completely. And we're going to have our second piece of music, just to give us some time to think about the bits of scripture that have caught our attention. And after music, we're going to say our prayers for the day and the time of the year. before we pray just a reminder that if you'd like us to pray with you then drop us a line through the usual channels and check the show notes for all the contact details Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, email they're all there click the links they'll take you to wherever you need to go but let's pray shall we Father in heaven we thank you that your voice reaches our hearts and that we can say with joy we belong to you we too are yours We want to lead lives that show we belong to you. Never allowing ourselves to be sidetracked. Never again giving way to pettiness, always drawing strength from the power of Jesus Christ. Protect us, Lord. Watch over each of us. Protect us on our way. Mighty God, be with us in the many dangers that surround us. And grant that we may always be joyful because our names are recorded in heaven. God of resurrection power, you have called us to be your people, a community living by faith in you and obedience to you. Yet we tend towards trusting in our power, in our ability to control the future. You summon us into a world where the poor are held in high regard, and those who suffer are blessed, those who mourn are honoured for the truth they tell. You persist in offering us gifts that come poorly wrapped, in events and circumstances that we do not welcome. It's hard for us to trust you and your strange way of saving us. Yet, Lord, you do not abandon us to our confusion or our doubts or our stubborn pride. So, Lord, hear, now. Open our eyes and ears to the presence of your Son, where suffering and death have redeemed us, and to your Spirit, whose work in our spirits will helps us to turn again and again towards you and towards the life that you offer in the midst of our suffering and discouragement. Turn us towards hope, for even death could not stop you from bringing us to life. For this we pray in the name of Jesus, our crucified yet risen Saviour. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us and remain with us now and forevermore. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.